In the first pasuk in the parsha, etc., Targum Unkus translates the words Brachu Klala as Birchon Ulevotin, blessings and curses. And so too he continues translating the word Klala in the further Psukim as well. In Targum Yoinusin, however, we find that the word Uklala in the Psukim, Brachu Uklala and Vaklala im Loisishmu, as opposed to later as we'll see, but in these Psukim, he translates the word Uklala Vichilufa which means, and its exchange, and its substitute, the substitute for the bracha. And so too, the Targum Yerushalmi translates it in the second Pasuk, also v'chilufeyen, and that which is instead of the blessings. So we need to understand what is the reason for the difference between these Targumim, these translations, in the way we understand the word klala. What's more not understood is that in the later Pasuk, that the curses you'll place on Har Eval, Targum Yoinesen himself suddenly changes and translates the word Haklala, not like he said before, Vichilufa and its substitute, but rather, Umalatataya, those that curse, as does Targum Unklus. What's even more not understood in Targum Yoinesen is, the idea of Klala, Klala is a concept, an idea for itself, a curse. What does chilufa mean? Chilufa means an exchange for something different, for something of a previous situation or a previous idea. Furthermore, the word chilufa is only possible when you have two things that on the one hand are different to each other, and that's why you're exchanging one for the other. But on the other hand, there is still a certain similarity between the two, the two things, and that's why it's possible to exchange one for the other. But you wouldn't say it's an exchange when one thing is completely the opposite of the other, as is in the case of bracha klala, blessings and curses. The Rebbe gives an example for this idea of exchanging things from the concept of chilufe oisius, that sometimes a letter is swapped and changed, exchanged for another. And when we change letters one for the other, it's going to be when, cha- when letters ha- have a certain common denominator between them, this is similar to what the Zohar HaKadosh says, that we have the word void in Baruch Shem Kloid Malchus Eloilom Voed. Says the Zohar, this word void is the same as the word Echad in the Pasuk Shema Yisrael. It's just that the letters are being exchanged for each other. How is that? So the Vav of void is an exchange from the Aleph of Echad. How could they exchange each other? Because the four letters, Aleph, Hey, Vav, Yud, belong to a certain group of letters. This is a one a grouping within letters that all have something in common. As the Rebbe explains, they are called Oisius Ahemshech. These are letters that usually, when they come in a word, they are a continuation, following on, expressing the previous letter. They are Oisius Hanoyach. These letters are sometimes silent letters. They are Oisius Hanashima. These are the letters... It's called the letters of breath, but what it, as the Rebbe explains in the footnote, it means these are the letters that are allowing the previous letters to be, to have the vowels to be able to be expressed. So they all have a certain common denominator, and therefore they could be exchanged for each other. So the vavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
is exchanged for the Dalit and Voed. Now, in this case, they're both Dalits, but in Echad, you have a big Dalit, and in Baruch Shem, Voed, you have a small, a regular Dalit. But the idea basically is that when we're speaking about letters exchanging each other, it's going to be that there's a certain connection between them, and that's why you can exchange them. So then how does it make sense we're going to use this idea of chilufa, of exchanging, when it's coming from curses to blessings? These are two opposites that seemingly one is not a substitute in an exchange for the other. So the Rebbe explains, generally the difference between Targum Unklus and Targum Yoinusen, and so to Targum Yerushalmi, is that Targum Unklus usually translates the simple translation of the word. In some places, the simple translation of the idea, of the general point that's being made. But in Targum Yoinus and Yerushalmi, in many places we're going to find that they're translating it not according to the Pshat, but rather they're coming to add explanation based on Medrash Chazal, I'm going to bring Dinim, and so on and so forth. And therefore, in Unklus, who, who he explains the simple meaning of the psukim. He translates the words klala ulevot in meaning a curse. That's the simple translation of the word. However, when it comes to Madrash Chazal, there's suddenly a problem. Since the Pasuk is saying, I, Hashem, is the one that's giving this to you, how is it possible to say that Hashem is the one that's giving something that's the opposite of good and blessings, levotin, something that's curses? The Rebbe also says that the Lashon of the Pasuk is noisein lefnechem, and we know that when someone gives, he's giving with a good eye. Of course Hashem is only giving good. We know the concept that ain't rayoyed there's nothing bad that comes down from above. Mipiel nothing bad is coming from Hashem. This is why Targum Yoyinusen comes along and translates the words klala over here as chilufa, as a substitute, as something being exchanged from the bracha. What he means to say with this is, that the fact that it's becoming a curse, that's not coming from a noichi noisein. That's not coming the way, coming the way Hashem is giving it. That's coming, that's happening as a result of the recipient. Because the person down here acted and not in the proper way. So this bracha that's coming down from Hashem, before it reaches the recipient, it's getting changed over through his actions to something of the opposite. Similar to, the brachas that come down, when we do listen to Hashem, that's going to bring the bracha that comes down, but when we act in a different way, that's going to change what's coming down to be taken in a different way. However, when it comes later to the Pasuk, where it doesn't speak about how Hashem is giving these these things, but rather when it speaks about venosato, that you're going to place the curse curse on Har Eval, so this is not speaking about anoichi, how Hashem is giving it. Now, Targum Yoinusen could translate it in a simple way, umalatataya, which means those giving the curses. However, the Rebbe says, things are still not so simple. How could we say that these things of chilufa, of these curses, is something that's not coming from Hashem? Rather, it's only coming from the recipient. When we look at the Pasuk and it says, Hashem is the one giving it. Bracha uklala. So the words are noichi noisein clearly is referring also to the word uklala, especially the have the vav uklala. That means that too is coming from the anoichi noisein from Hashem. So in order to explain this, the Rebbe first focuses a little bit on the idea of targum of translation. What's the idea of translation of Torah? Taken from Lashon Kodesh, translating into Aramaic or other languages. Why is Torah being translated for Yidin in other languages? This happens because Yidin are in Golos. Yidin are subjugated 
in the in things of Galos. Because of this current situation, there became a necessity to translate Torah into other languages of the 70 nations. However, within this itself says that there could be two ways to what extent and how the suffering of Galos is being perceived and being translated by the Yidin. Targum Unklus, which is the Targum of Bavel, this is the place where Galos and the concealment of Galos is in the strongest way. He, there, the Yisurim are seen only as they are in the simple sense. They are Levot and they are curses. Targum Yonis and Targum Yonishalmi, which are Targumim of Eretz Yisrael, which there, there was not such a great concealment of Galos. There, it's more easily able to see the Pneumius of every single thing. And this also fits with what we said before, that Targum also brings us Medrash Chazal, which are going to reveal the Pneumius of Teirah Shemeksav. Therefore, these Targumim come and translate that what is really the suffering of the Galos? It's really Chilufa. What does it mean it's Chilufa? It's coming like one thing, coming to exchange another, but they're both in the same category, because really, both of them are really coming here for the one and same point. In other words, the Baracha is coming down in a different way, but the Pnimis of it is all for the same idea. It's all really for the purpose of good and blessing. Similar to what the Pasuk says, Vayan Chavayarivecha, Hashem has afflicted you and starved you. But why is that all? Like a person that chastises his son. That's the way the Abishter is, chastising you. And it's all in order to get the Yidin to do the mitzvahs of Hashem. And therefore he can be able to bring you a Leretz Toiva, etc. So that the Yidin should be able to become purified and cleansed. And receive the greatest Giluyim of the Gula. And how is this being said? Who is this being said to? This is being said, targum, not in Lashen Kodesh. And simply, again, the idea of Targum is that even simple people should be able to understand this. People that don't understand Lashen Kodesh. In other words, even they should be able to understand matters of Torah. So the whole idea of klol, of curses, of golos, is being said, who is being told the inner reason for all of this? It does, this is not necessarily only for Talmudic Chacham. These are people that the golos didn't even impact them so much. But it's mainly for the simple Yidin, on who the concealment of golos did impact, to the extent that they need this translation. And yet even to them, we are revealing that the inner inner of the, what the inner idea of the curses and the Yisurim of Golos, the Pnimis of all of that, is again ultimately only for the blessing. Says that but that's only in the beginning of the Parsha. That's only when we generally are giving over the whole idea of the Avoidah. And this is why we can say that the inner idea of the curses, of the klala, is just Chiluf, it's just coming down, the blessings coming down in a different way for a purpose of, of elevating us. However, when we come to the avoidable poil, when the Pasuk says that the Abish is going to bring you into the land, that you're going to come and inherit. And now we want to impact the Nefesh of Bahamas. And the Yetzara, now we need to translate, and Targum Yonison translates also in the simple way, Melatataya, that there are the curses. Because only in this way you're going to be able to gain control over the Yetzara, as the Gemara says, La'oilam yargiz adam al you need to get angry at the Yetzara, you need to scream at the Yetzara. Says the Rebbe, the reason that the Torah says that the curses that are coming from is really an idea of chilufa, is really an idea of an exchange, in other words, it's the concept of this blessing just coming down in a different way, is not only to make life easier for the Yidin and the Avoida easier for the Yidin, but it's really coming, it's relevant and it's important for the actual Indian itself, it's going to make a difference once we know about it, in our Avoida. 
and what it's, what's going to be caused by it. And the explanation of this says the Rebbe, the Pnimi but first the Rebbe says that according to Pshute Shalmikra, and this is also the way the Medrash Rabbah says, that when it says, and of course it's referring to Hashem, and the question will be, since Anoichi, Anoichi, this is the essence of Hashem, higher even than any names. Anoichi means I, the way Hashem is higher than any letters, any words, any descriptions. This is the level of Achdus Apshuta Hashem, the way He's in His purest form without any sort of um, definitions, etc. How does it even make sense that from Achdus Apshuta, from this absolute level of, of, of oneness, we should come to something that's completely, seemingly the opposite, the union of curses, the union of exchanges? And the idea being is, that the truth of the matter is that real pshitus is expressed dafka specifically in division. In other words, when you have something that is completely partial, completely undefined, this is going to be specifically be able to be seen when it's able to be translated in many, many different modes, especially when they're opposites of each other. That itself tells us that it's not defined in any way whatsoever, and it has, and doesn't have any descriptions and titles, but rather, he's completely, completely partial, completely beyond descriptions, and not defined. And that's why it can express itself in any way, and even opposites is absolutely no problem. And since the Achdus Apshuta Hashem, Hashem's absolute oneness, and um, being not defined, is expressed, as we said, specifically in the opposite, in the chilufa, in the exchange. So therefore, what comes out is that the amshachah of Alikus down here, when it comes down in that particular mode, in a certain sense, it's higher and deeper than when it comes out in an open or revealed bracha. And the Rebbe says, this fits with what the Alter Rebbe tells us, that the pnimis inyan of Yisurim, the whole inner aspect of Yisurim, um, what does the Alter Rebbe say? is that really it's coming from a good that's of Alma de Iskasya, of the hidden world, of the Yudke of Hashem's name, which is even higher than the revealed good. And this is what's considered the Chasodim Han Mechusim, the hidden kindness, which cannot come down in a revealed way of kindness and good. Says the Rebbe, this is also the inner meaning of what the Pasuk says, the one who Hashem loves, that's who is rebuking, that this Hashem's love, the greatest love, the greatest kiruv of Hashem, is particularly drawn down in the way of Yoichiach, in that rebuke, in this hidden kindness, because the revealed kindness, that's only the chitzonius of the chesed. So the real love of Hashem is what he's expressing, the deeper and hidden kindness. Says the Rebbe, according to this, we'll understand even more, the reason why when it comes to suffering and similar sorts of things, which seem like a klala, what are they being called? Chilufa. They're just an exchange of the first thing, because again, according to the Emes, they're only brachos. And in fact, even greater than the brachos that are in a revealed way. It's just an exchange in the particular way of how it came down. And again, that's because in its root, it's even greater than the open kindness. However, says the Rebbe, in order that these brachis of these greatest chesed should also come down in a revealed way that we should be able to see it with our eyes of flesh, that their kindness, that happens as a result when the Yid knows and when the Yid recognizes that these Yisurim are really hidden kindness from Hashem that's coming from Hashem. And therefore that brings out in him a simcha smeichem b'yisurim. He rejoices with his suffering. That itself reveals the pnimis of all of it, of all of this, until eventually the good comes out also in a revealed way Hashem gives it to him. 
Says the Rebbe, based on this, we're going to now understand the connection also between the Parsha and the Haftoirah, as, as well as the Haftoirahs of the seven weeks, generally, that we read Haftoirahs of comfort after Tishabov. In these Haftoirahs, we're speaking about the comfort that Hashem Himself is comforting the Yidden in a way that, as the Pasuk says, I myself am comforting you, and this is a double Anoichi, twice the word Anoichi, even higher than the Gili, that was by Matan Torah, where it says one time Anoichi. And so too, the Haftoirahs are speaking about a great Hashpah, of abundant good for the Yidden, not only regular good, Things that we don't even find in the other Haftoiris. And the reason for this is, again, the same sort of idea. The seven weeks of comfort are being revealed. What was really the hidden kindness. We had the three weeks, the three Haftoiris that were speaking about negative things and punishments. This were the times of the three weeks. But specifically because, as we said before, they're from a higher source, that's why it was goodness and kindness that couldn't have been seen in an open way. And on the contrary, it seemed like trouble and problems and punishments. The chidush and these seven weeks of comfort is that even this greater good should be able to come down in a revealed way. It says the Rebbe, also the order of how these chasodim are revealed is hinted in the Aftoyrois. Specifically in the after of our parsha, and the Rebbe explains, the Avud Raham brings from the Medrash a reason for the after of these seven weeks of comfort and the order. And we're going to be focusing on the first words in each one of these Aftoiras. In the first Aftoira, Hashem says to the Nevi'im to tell to comfort the Yidin, Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, they should go and comfort the Yidin. The Yidden respond, and these are the words in the beginning of the second after, Vatoimer Tzioin, Tzioin says, Azovani Hashem, Hashem has abandoned me. Such a type of comfort that's coming from the Nevi'im, the Yidden are considering it as if Hashem has abandoned and forgotten them. They want that the Nechama, that the comfort should come, not through the Nevi'im, but from Hashem himself. So when the Nevi'im go back to Hashem giving over the words of the Yidden, and this is the way the next Aftoira starts, the third Aftoira, Aniya Soyar Aloinu Chama, the Yidden that had gone through all this trouble is not, are not being comforted. Hashem responds, and this is the words of the beginning of the fourth Aftoira, Anoichi, Anoichi, Humenachemchem, I myself will comfort them. That yes, I'm accepting this demand, I'm accepting this claim, and I will go and comfort them. In continuation to this comes the fifth Aftoira, and then the sixth Aftoira. That each one in turn starts with the following words, Rani this barren woman, the Yidden, that, that had not given birth. Rani should be rejoicing now. And Kumi Oiri, get up and shine, Kiva because your light has come. These are all the comforts that Hashem Himself is giving the Yidden. And finally, the Yidden answer in the seventh of Torah, Sois Osis Bavaya, I will rejoice in Hashem that now, after Hashem Himself comforted them with these words, Rani Akara and Kumi Oiri, now, yes, sois asis ba Hashem, togel nafshi belakai, that they can be rejoicing with Hashem Himself. And the question we need to ask over here is, seemingly, since Hashem knows everything, and He knows the future, He lechatchila knew that the comfort that the Nevi'im are going to give, the Yidin won't be so satisfied with it, and He Himself will have to comfort them, so why is it that He's waiting with this Nechama until the Yidin will come and argue and say, Hashem forgot me and abandoned me and so on? But based on what we explained, it's really all understood. And the, the explanation is that since we're speaking about a time right now, a tremendous descent after Tishabov, so it's possible that the Yidin should be satisfied with a comfort from the Nevi'im, especially that it's a double comfort, Nachamu, Nachamu. 
But then what it would mean is that the Yidin viewed the punishment and the trouble as a punishment, as a curse for itself, Rahman al-Litzlan. And for that, yes, fine. Now they're comforted and they're satisfied. But they're not recognizing and realizing within the suffering itself that it was really connected to a greater kindness, which comes from Hashem Himself. However, when the Yidin come along, when the, the Vim try to comfort them, and they say, Hashem has forgotten me, Hashem has abandoned me, and they're saying this is not enough, in other words, they're completely not accepting it, that shows, that proves that the Yidin realize that within all of the suffering, this is all only a chilufa, this is only an exchange, meaning to say that really this too is kind, this is just coming out in a different way, in a, in a different form. And therefore they argue, in regards to the comfort of the Nevi'im, that this cannot be the inner re- revelation of what Golis was all about. If we had such great punish, such great suffering, that obviously showed that it was such great kindness, the kind of kindness and the kind of comfort that could only come from Hashem Himself. Ah, so now once the Yidin recognize what it's really all about, that it must be something coming from Hashem Himself, and that in a hidden way it must be good, this itself brings out the revelation that Hashem agrees with their argument, that, that, that the Necham of the Nevi'im was not enough. And as they said, that the Yidin weren't being comforted by this. And then Hashem himself comes along and says, anoichi, anoichi, Yes, I myself will comfort the Eden. Until we'll have this Bishlemus and the Gula Hamitis Vashlema, which then will have Begalu, Be'eni Basar, in a revealed way, the kindness of the Abishter, Betoyi Vanir Vanigla.